Hey friend, welcome to Charlotte Mason for All, where every country, culture, and community is welcome. Our mission is to bring Christ through the Charlotte Mason philosophy and methods to homes around the world, including yours. My name is Min Huang, and I'm your host, along with Mariana Mastracchio, Simone Moradi, and Erica Alicea. Welcome back. We are here today, Mariana and I, to talk about mother culture, mother education in our own lives. Uh, so I think we'll begin, Mariana. Let's talk a little bit about how is mother culture different from self-help or self-care that we hear so much about nowadays? Yes, I, there is a, a big difference <laughs> and they can get a little confusing. And through my talks with you, you've shared such a practical, inspirational way to discern <laughs> those both. Yeah, um, you know, I've thought about this because I've had people ask, and mm -hmm. I, I think it comes down to the purpose. Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to why it's so important for us to set aside this time in our day on a regular basis. Uh, when it comes to self-care, perhaps uh, the focus is more on myself mm -hmm. and, um, and, and the whole concept or idea is that it's something I need for me coupled with the, coupled with the idea that my, because my children are draining or because my household responsibilities, my responsibilities as a mother, as a wife, as a homemaker is um, a burden. <laughs> yeah, it's totally a, a different view of what, what we learned from Ms. Mason. That's right. Whereas when we think of mother culture, the idea, the umbrella idea is that this is a calling and a blessing and a vocation from the Lord. And therefore, this whole concept of mother culture, mother education is rather um, training for myself. And the purpose for it is so that I might more fully realize what God wants to equip me with in service of my family, in service of my community, my church, the world, you know, you mm -hmm. know, right? So I think it really is the motivation behind why I set aside this time. And when we think of it in that big picture kingdom perspective, we see the importance of mother culture. It's not just something that's on the periphery. It's not an extracurricular, but it is such an essential part of our calling and of our vocation from the Lord as mother, as wife, as friend, as daughter, as daughter-in-law, as, you know, church co-worker in Christ. Mm -hmm. So like I said, in our first episode, I think about the Proverbs 31 woman and her motivation behind everything that she pursued and just her efficacy, right? In life as a homemaker and as a wife, as a mother, um, as a community member was the fear of the Lord. And that for me is my fuel and my motivation for why I need to set aside this time. If I don't have this time set aside um, purposefully and intentionally, I forget who I am. Mm. I forget who I live for. I forget who I belong to. And I forget the reason why I do everything else I do. <laughs> I think that's why mother culture in this sense is extremely important. It's essential 
Mm-hmm. Um, not just, and again, it, it's not necessarily simply in terms of my role and responsibility as a mother, but as a child of God, as someone who is created in the image of God, um, as a daughter of God. What do you think, Mariana? I <laughs> couldn't agree more. Um, when Miss Mason says, um, let, the mo- let the mother go out and play, like we talked about uh, mm-hmm. this episode, she, the sentence that comes after that is about that if mother could learn to do for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. What they do for their own children, that we would all have happier households mm-hmm. because we wouldn't be trying to figure out who am I? What is my purpose over here? Right? And we have a, even, even when we are going through some challenging times, whatever they are, we all know how life of, uh, with, a, with a newborn can be mm-hmm. hard or caring for a sick relative, whatever it is, we know where we stand. We, we have a clear picture of our calling. If we cultivate these little, whatever it is that we're doing, little moments of mother culture throughout our day, our week, and how they can add up, but just kind of help us. The way I, I see it in my day, it just keeps me grounded. It brings yes. me back to my Lord, to my Savior. You know, it helps me um, in those days where <laughs> I wake up and things start happening. I was like, nothing is going the way it's supposed to go. But then take a deep breath and mm-hmm. think about just what you said, you know, it, it's, it's much bigger than just, you know, making sure that my body's taken care of and that I feel good because it's not for me. I'm not doing this for myself. So always so inspiring. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it's not that we're taking this time away to get away from something as much yeah. as we're moving towards something. We're to, moving towards everything that God has for us in Christ. And um, there was, I love the word grounded that you used. And I think that's exactly right. It is such a tangible, practical way, a real life way for us to show our Lord that I am completely dependent on you. I cannot do any of these things on my own strength, by my own, you know, wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. I need and I am dependent on the Lord. Um, There's nothing good that could be poured out from me if I'm not first poured into by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit. And I need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So yes, exactly. I think I think that's it. I, we, we weren't sure if we'd be able to articulate this well, but um, it gives a good idea, I hope, to our um, mom who's listening right now. I think so. The, the difference, it's in, in, you know, I mean, it wasn't something that was clear to me right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it took some praying and investigation and trying and seeing, oh, okay. Okay. Now I understand exactly the way that I should go for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also like, you know, because the world kind of defines the definitions are different, right? And we could get confused. Um, also, in the very beginning, when we have little ones, when we have babies and infants, um, it's hard to recognize the importance of making this time mm-hmm. and to be able to train ourselves and our little children uh, for mommy to have this time. But when we recognize the purpose behind it, I think 
that in and of itself motivates us to see uh, this is something worth putting into our timetables, creating a timetable in the first place. Yes. <laughs> and then putting in that physical effort mm-hmm. to honor that time and to protect that time, right? Um, because it is a time unto the Lord. Even if you're doing something where you, it's, it's not necessarily Bible study or study of the word, but it's painting time, but it's all unto the Lord, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the growing, uh, the, he's molding us, he's forming us. And I, I see that part of this is that he doesn't want me to stay still, like mm-hmm. still water, like that, you know, uh, doesn't smell good after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a better image here, but I, I see that, you know, I want to do these wonderful things that he has for me to do. And sometimes they're not easy. Mm-hmm. It, it requires, he's training me in patience. He's training me just to really take a little bit at a time yes. right, and work. And then by doing that, he's also helping me to do the same with my children. That's right. Right. So, and the, um, and the children are always watching. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is so true. I think being an introvert, it was easy for me to set aside this time uh, because that's just how the, riv- the rhythm of my life was since I was a very little girl. Mm-hmm. And in introvert in the sense of not just needing time by myself, but I saw introvert meaning I needed time with the Lord alone. And I needed a lot of time alone with the Lord. So the, the first year of marriage was difficult for me in a diff- totally different aspect. <laughs> husband and I, we didn't fight or anything like that, but it was like, wow, there's always this other human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do, but yeah. Thing, how even <laughs> practical things. Oh, we're married now. I don't have all this time for solitude. <laughs> yes. Physical space too. And, mm. and then when your first baby comes along, oh my goodness, then it, it really changes. <laughs> there's a human being who's dependent on you for life. <laughs> yeah. But because I needed that time so badly, like I cannot function. I cannot function unless I have that time with the Lord and I have that time to just be refreshed in my soul and to regain consciousness and sound mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was easy for me in that sense. But then as I had another child and another child and then, you know, coupled with um, just a lot of out side responsibilities, I realized that it needed, I needed more self-discipline and self-control to be able to implement and begin to protect this time. Mm. Um, And so I'm not really sure when it was that I first started to create a a timetable for myself, but um, it was definitely early on, early, early on when my children were like, babies because of the fact that I am a better person (laughs) to be around (laughs) when I have this time. And I think it was maybe, it's been several years now at least that I recognize for myself at least that I need to have three separate chunks of time during the day. Mm -hmm. So in the morning and at night for sure, before I go to bed, but also I needed to add a time in the middle of the day to refuel and to re-energize and to refocus mm-hmm. on the Lord 
And I think we'll get to a little bit more of that later, but I wanted to now ask you, Mariana, mm -hmm. how did it all begin for you? Okay, so in a similar way, I, I didn't know about the term, the mother culture, mother education, but when motherhood happened to me, I just felt this intense need to know, to know mm -hmm. how to honor these babies that God trusted me. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, I said, okay, how, how do I make time, sleep deprived and, and caring for the, the an infant? Um, so the first thing that I did, I just felt this need to even learn more and lean more on the word of God. I, I need to train my sons in the way they should go. Um, I didn't feel like I prepared for motherhood. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't thinking much about, you know, oh, I had dreams to have babies. I never really had like an intense dream to have babies, but of course, motherhood happened. We were so happy. And then, you know, one day you wake up and realize, whoa, there's so much to learn here. And I've always loved to learn. I love to be a student. As a matter of fact, when my first son was born, I was finishing my master's degree. <laughs> so I love, I just love to study and research. I just felt this need. So one thing I did was really make this effort of mm -hmm. Self-discipline came in. Was very important in those times to wake up before everybody, spend have my date with Jesus, and then when they were my sons were little, I would go back to bed and nurse again and sleep a little more, and then get up, you know, refreshed and ready to start. Uh, and then little by little, too, finding time through the day to read or to do other things. And mm -hmm. keep up with them and keep growing but uh when i came across this Charlotte mason uh truth <laughs> that she says in volume one that she says i venture to suggest not what is uh, practical in any household but what seems to me absolutely best for the children and that in the faith that mothers work wonders once they mm -hmm. are convinced that wonders are the men of them so i started changing yes. that Mm -hmm. And not only for my children, of course, they are like, you know, the little church we have at home, but as been mentioned, the other things around me, I had other commitments, I had um, ministry commitments, I had other people who depend on me, and I couldn't be, I, I, it, it just to me feeling stuck, and still, it just, I, I can't, I'm extrovert, I'm always moving and talking. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of helped push me to keep understanding this need of, of constant growth of, mm. of nourishment that comes from him and that I own to him and, and he's there giving it to me so I have to take. So that's kind of how it all started. I guess we can also put a date on it, but it was just this sudden realization that I there's more, there's more. There's always more. There's always more. Now, I'm sure how you spend your mother culture time has changed over the years, right? Yeah. So how has it changed? Like, what does it look like now? Let's go to now. Okay, so now <laughs> with older children who don't depend on me to feed them every meal <laughs> of the day, um, it looks like um, a couple of, I think I have, yeah, I would say that I also have three times throughout the day that I block. Mm -hmm. uh, to dedicate to something. So early in the morning, it's still pretty much the same, my, my time with Jesus. I also started um, recently, well, recently, I don't know, recently in the past five years, 
mm -hmm. um, to study, take some time. Right now, my study time happens in the morning as well. Mm -hmm. So I study, well, right now, studying the volumes, other things. Well, reading is one of my favorite things. Every day you'll find me reading and having coffee. And so I also make time to read things that are not only for study or research, like for, for my own, you know, growth and other, you know, for leisure, but yeah. reading for leisure, <laughs> we all need that. Uh, and then at night too, I have um, a routine at night before bed. I realized that I had to find a better way before I ended my day, mm -hmm. rather than just like going on social media or doing mindless things. I recently started listening to the Bible <laughs> on a podcast, you know, it was, it's kind of neat because yes, I could read the Bible myself. I do it in the morning, but having someone else reading and praying yeah. is like, oh, I like that idea. So for now, what I do is I, I listen to the Bible and I go to bed. I'm very happy. <laughs> That's excellent. Do you listen in Portuguese or in English? It's actually, it's in English. It's a, it's an, um, it's a podcast in English. So I'm curious about you, man, because you, you have uh, quite the journey from you know having the one baby through how your children also have a difference in your in age right so how does that play out played out for you so i have my schedule they have theirs mm -hmm. um in the morning uh i i have my time where before any of the children are allowed out of their rooms <laughs> so mm -hmm. they may be awake but they they may, they have other things that they need to do before they come out of their room such as their own personal devotions mm -hmm. and so i have that time alone uh, in the kitchen with the lord and i love it i look forward to it every night i go to sleep happy knowing that i have that time to look forward to in the morning <laughs> And um, so during that time, you know, I have my own personal time with the Lord, reading, you know, the Bible, and um, I, I like to write out scriptures. So I, that's mm -hmm. I also write out scriptures that I'm particularly meditating on. And um, that is also the time I tried to study one book of the Bible, like do an intense study of one book of the Bible at a time. And so that's also the time I do that. And uh, I try to do some writing afterwards as well. I mean, I, I'm writing in my journal, in my prayer journal for sure, but I do try to also take some time to write um, mm -hmm. just for the sake of practicing my writing skills, which is something that um, I've been endeavoring to do in, um, since last year, and it's been hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's very good fruits because your, your writing is, is, is amazing. <laughs> uh, you're so encouraging. <laughs> Uh, so definitely a skill that I'm working on and that I want to hone because I really want for it to be used for, for his kingdom. And of course, that's when I also have like something warm, a cup of coffee, I light a candle, you know? <laughs> oh, so, but it is part of it is yeah. like a conducive environment, right? <laughs> yes. And I just love it. I love watching the sunrise. I just, or the, right now we have snow. So it just makes me so happy to see the sun reflecting off the snow and just lighting up our whole living space. Um, but so I love my morning time. So that's what I do for my morning time. I also have a time after lunch. And so this is when my children are all off doing their afternoon occupations. So I have this time, which they know is, is, mom mommy special time and you know they could be around they could be in the same you know living area but they know not to disturb me and I did link up in my most recent email there's a visual timer so if you're a mom with 
small children who don't know how to tell time yet, there is a visual timer that you could use. And basically what it does is there's a red um, area that decreases as time goes on. And so the child knows once that all of the red is gone, then mommy is done, you know, with her time. But while there is red, they know not to disturb mommy. And this is training. This is training for your child. And I, and I talked about this again in my most recent email to my email family that, you know, we need to, to show our children, uh, I am answerable to the Lord. Uh, mommy is answerable to the Lord, um, not to them. <laughs> you know, mommy's yeah. accountable to the Lord for how she uses her time, just as they are going to be held accountable as well for their time. And um, so this is something you could start even as young as like, you know, toddlers, preschoolers, right? Because so, they, they can recognize the color red yeah. and they recognize when it's gone. So I highly recommend that. Start young if you can. Of course, if your children are older, even easier. You just have a discussion with them right? yeah. <laughs> for that and use that timer. In that afternoon time, I usually use it as this is my learning time. Mm -hmm. So uh, whether it be watercolors, you know, learning how to paint with watercolors. I'm also recently, as of last year, I started learning um, different Adobe programs like uh, Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign. So this is when I have begun to watch tutorials and try to learn things like that, which I hope to also then be able to teach my children. But this is basically the afternoon time is a time for me to focus on learning new skills. And I, I'm of the personality where I'm always wanting to learn something. I'm always wanting to learn something new and so many things catch my attention. And, but I see also the value of me learning it, not just for me to learn the skill, but to then be able to pass it on to my children. So now my children, I, they know, I told them one of the graduation requirements from our homeschool is they have to know how to use Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. <laughs> and of course, in the evening, I have my bedtime routine. One of the things I think that's important is we understand how our body works and how our my own mind works. And I know for me, I learned pretty early on that I need a lot of time to wind down. Um, because my mind is going at like, you know, 100 miles per hour. Um, is that fast? I don't even know. Sorry. I'm from Canada. We, we use kilometers. <laughs> um, anyway, so my mind is always on the go. So I have a hard time falling asleep. I need to, that's why I need that extended period of time at night to sort of wind down. And so I need to do things at night that sort of is more calming. So I'll, I will do some, you know, reading, or uh, to be honest, I also watched illustrator tutorials. It <laughs> <laughs> calms you, that's fine. But the calming part is that I do it in my bed on the heat mat, all nice and toasty. Uh, nice. <laughs> so it does sort of help me to wind down. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I think you brought something, brought up uh, something that's really important. Mother, your time dedicated to mother culture education doesn't have to be away all the time. Mm. Yes, there is value in taking some time in solitude or whatever it is, going for a walk for yourself, perhaps. But like, like you said, you know, certain parts of what we or certain things we choose to do or we choose to learn doesn't have to be completely physically away from our children or you know, locked in a room. Because sometimes, like, especially like in, in my early motherhood years, I had this 
false idea that, you know, the only way I can do this is if I am away from them. Mm. And quite honestly, that never happened. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they need me. And, you know, I learned that I can be working alongside my children yes. um, in something, you know, that I need to learn like watercolors, or sometimes I also practice my math <laughs> to be able to keep up with my, stay one step ahead. Mm -hmm. So I try to stay one step ahead, uh, but I don't have to be physically away from them. That is such a good point, Mariana, because I'm sure a lot of our friends who, who are listening, they have small children. Or mm -hmm. um, and like I said, you know, our children can be taught. They're very capable. So sometimes, you know, I'll, I will have my youngest one, she'll wake up early extra early perhaps, but she understands she's allowed to sit beside me while I have my Bible study time, but she understands mommy's having her Bible study time. She'll draw, work on something on her own beside me. And she knows and understands and is able to respect that time. So many times I remember early on when my babies were babies, you know, I would have a, I'd be breastfeeding <laughs> <You know? laughs> while I'm having my Bible study time. Right? Yes. We adapt. <laughs> For the times we are in yes. and give you know have grace for that time that you're in and just know that it, that's gonna pass it's not gonna they're gonna grow up and mm -hmm. you know like I like I said right now I have two children who can feed themselves if I am doing something and they get hungry they don't have to come and but is respecting the time that's a key point respecting like we respect their time we don't keep interrupting them 10 times if they're doing a lesson or if they're practicing their music, whatever they're doing, uh, I try not even to interrupt when they're playing because, oh my goodness, if I interrupt their play, they're gonna get lost in their imagination and I don't want that to happen. Mm. <laughs> so it goes the same way. They understand that mommy needs that time and, they, and it's clear, we set the boundaries, it's clear and they know that it's gonna end and after that we can move on and do whatever the next thing is. So that was very key to in the training of my boys from early on. Yes. And and I think our children, they're quick to realize this is one way, one very real and practical way that they could show they care about mommy. You yes. know? And um, they could be a part of making sure mommy is getting, you know, filled up. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I, I love that. I love that. You know, they see that it's not a one way street, but that, you know, it, they they have a way of blessing me as well. And they love that, you know, they yeah. love that they can do that. <laughs> I go back to the same quote from Miss Mason. It makes it for happy households. Yes. You know, I just love that. I mean, it's not perfect households. It's happy, you know. Yes. And, um, so awesome. Now, Mariana, you and I, I think we could mention here that you and I, we have uh, been working on something. Mm hmm uh, and that something is a membership. We'll talk more about it in future episodes, but we, we do want to just put it on your radar. Mariana and I have been working on a membership called uh, Life-Giving Motherhood, which is going to be open um, next month. But this is definitely one of the skills that we are going to work on. And it's not going to be a typical membership where um, it's sort of, you know, very laissez-faire. This is going to be intense. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that I've been going through this, even though it's not, oh, my training has been under that. Um, so I can tell you it is, but it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. We're very, very excited. And it's, we ba basically broke things down into very doable, tangible 
steps and phases and stages. And there's going to be a whole lot of accountability. There is, there is not going to be this pew seater type of mm-hmm. <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. You are going to be known. And I think that's the purpose behind it. Uh, with social media, like Instagram, I think one of my frustrations that just didn't drive with my personality is this sort of not really developing a relationship, not getting to know people, their names, their children's names. And that bothers me. I want to know your name. I want to know where you're from. I want to know about your children. I want to know your children's names. And so this um, concept of membership in a, in a true community in Christ uh, really appeals to us. And so Mariana and I are very excited to start this and to share more with you in, in upcoming messages. But also um, I'll be sharing each Friday to my email family. I have to make sure you are <laughs> subscribed uh, to this because there's a lot of uh, wonderful, inspirational information. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to sh- keep sharing. I mean, everything is it's a thousand times more joyful if we're able to share. More to come on that. Mariana, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Uh, well, I just thought it would be uh, we could it would be fun to share if we could share one new skill that we have uh, learned through our mother culture, mother education time that we never thought we would. Hmm. Do you have one? <laughs> the one thing that's on my brain right now, because I am going to be starting uh, a very intensive eight week course on this is surface pattern design. <laughs> yes. I know it just sounds so out of the blue, right? And it sounds like it's from left field, but this has been on my mind as something that I really want to learn. And not just because it's fun and it is, and just, I love the artistry behind it, but I can't wait to use it for my friends, for my community, for the design of the apologetics course I wanna do for my church and children. Um, Just in so many ways, it's very useful and practical and beautiful. And I just feel like it brings all of those aspects of me (laughs) into play. So that is a skill that I am working on. My husband has has given me full support. Actually, he's the one who's, who's encouraging and pushing me um, to do this course next month. So I'm really excited about that. So that's going to take up a piece of my mother culture time. What that about you? Great. What about you? Well, mine is, is actually, I've mentioned, it's learning watercolors. It's <laughs> been a journey, but I never thought I would be able to paint, you know, like back in cool you know we, I had a teacher who told me this is not for you and I believed it and then through home educating and following Miss Mason's principles and I said well this is part of the curriculum mm-hmm. I understood why we need to do this and then I said but I can't until I realize I can <laughs> and I know you you know my journey and it's been so wonderful to be able to do it however imperfect I just just get the paints out. I actually got my own um, watercolor um, palette mm-hmm. as a Christmas gift uh, <laughs> and just enjoying, not really want, caring so much about the end result. And I never thought I would be able to paint in my life. Actually, after school, I never painted again. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to homeschooling, I started down this journey again. So, you know, and I one thing that I love about having this mentality of modern culture education is that you get to try things that you never thought you could do before that's and if they right you have fun go if it's not 
you know, okay, I tried. It's not really my cup of tea. That's fine. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all things that are life-giving. I, one last thing I want to share because it's another recent thing that I've been doing during my mother culture time. And that is reading Charlotte Mason's volumes, starting with volume four, ourselves. And what I did was um, I started a separate podcast just to house these recordings so that it's so easy for you to find. Um, it's free, it's easy, it's convenient. And I started with ourselves volume four, because it's the volume that my children are actually reading and listening to. So, um, and then also some of our moms in my local Charlotte Mason group are reading it. Reading aloud is something I love to do for my children, but I've also been reading aloud off and on to my local Charlotte Mason moms group. So if you are wanting to follow along, I would love for you to follow along um, and just listen as you cook or clean or fold laundry or, you know, breastfeed your baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it makes it easy. And, and you know what, one of the things I did and still do is uh -huh. listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks yes. or whatever. And that, that one that Min is reading is part of my mother culture too. <laughs> Yeah. So the podcast is called Charlotte Mason's Volumes. I made it very simple and easy for you to find and search for on your favorite podcast app. And put here on the show notes to make it even easier. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So it was wonderful to chat all things mother culture, mother education with you, Min. It's the topic that we can be here for hours talking about. <laughs> but our our hope is that you friend understand the differences of what mother culture and self-care the differences between these two and hopefully find you know a way to just block time in your day just start with one thing and add as you go it's an opportunity to train your children in life-giving habits as you are training yourself in life-giving habits so stay tuned we are going to share news about life-giving habits and um, next week, Erica and Simone will get to chat about how they do modern culture, modern education. So in the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you, have his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.